Hi there, this is the Rev. Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire, and this is Love to Tell the Story. Well, our Advent season of waiting and watching is done. Christmas has come at last, and the time has come for us to draw near to the manger and behold the Holy Child of Bethlehem. Based on the nativity story that's found in Luke's Gospel, this is the message entitled, By His Cradle We Stand. Well, twas the day before, the day before Christmas, and Lisa and I were down at Market Basket, stocking, oh, don't get ahead of me, <laughs> stocking up on all the food and supplies we were going to need for the holiday. And as you can imagine, that place, as one person aptly described it to me, was a whole new level of busy. So busy, in fact, that I have to tell you that at one point, I actually found myself mired in an immovable grocery cart traffic jam right there between the dairy section and the deli counter. It was, the, it was an experience, but for the most part, however, everybody was being pretty good-natured about the jam-up. There were a whole lot of excuse me's and so sorry's going around. And people were actually laughing about how we should have each been issued carts with blinkers or with backup beeps. Of course, there, you know, to be honest, there were those who were clearly stressed, shall we say, over the whole situation as they struggled to make their way through this morass of shoppers no matter what. And I did see one exhausted young mother who was trying in vain to verbally ride herd on five active children. Not only that, overheard, and all around me, there's this unmistakable sound of the season. Santa baby, put another sable in the tree for me. Occasionally uh, interrupted by the store manager announcing a Christmas special, 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 at the front of the store, store, store. So all this is going on, and unable to move for just that moment, I'm standing there, and I'm taking it all in, realizing that this truly is the holiday rush in all its glory and all its chaos. Everyone kind of lost in their own Christmas busyness, trying to get to their Yuletide celebrations on time and in one piece, if possible. And that's when I heard it. Somewhere in all that noise and confusion, as clear as a Christmas bell, I heard the dulcet tones of a very young child singing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. She is singing with joy. She is singing the way kids do. Like nobody's listening, it don't matter. Immediately, I wanted to see where that song was coming from. But the moment was fleeting, alas. And, and by the time I even looked up, the song had faded away, and the child, whoever she happened to be, was gone. I didn't even get to hear who the song was being sung for. 
It was just this tiny little happy birthday song bursting forth in all its quietness amidst the noise. And it occurred to me in that moment that I was in the middle of a parable and that that crowded grocery store could just as well have been Bethlehem. Because on another night, friends, long, long ago, in that little backwater town, the streets on that night were filled to overflowing with visitors. Granted, government-mandated visitors, but visitors. Visitors who'd come there to be registered for purposes of taxation. Emperor Augustus had actually decreed that everyone should return to their hometowns for this registration. And so every home was filled with relatives coming back home. And every vacancy at every inn and hotel in town was filled, and then some. And since it was very important in Jewish tradition to offer great hospitality, you have to know that while all this was going on, there was lots of family reunions and banquet celebrations going on with with laughter and conversations and the occasional moments of drama that go along with such gatherings. And this is to say nothing of the presence of those Roman registrars who'd also come to town. In short, this town of Bethlehem that was often considered to be far off the beaten path and least among the rulers of Judah I dare say I had never seen or had rarely seen a night as noisy or as busy or as utterly chaotic as this. It's so busy there that night, in fact, that hardly anyone who was there at the city that night even noticed that out behind one of the inns of Bethlehem, where there had been no place for a weary young couple who had just arrived and she who was expecting a child even, out behind this crowded inn in a dark and damp stable surrounded by the likes of sheep and cow and donkeys, the time had come for her baby to be born, and Mary, as Luke puts it, gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger. A manger, an infant's cradle fashioned out of what just a few moments before had been the animal's feeding trough. It's amazing to think about that, isn't it? That in the midst all of everything else that was going on in Bethlehem that night, a baby was born. Sort of the quintessential moment of, of human life. A, the, a big event, a baby was born. But not just any baby, mind you. This baby was a Savior who is Christ the Lord. A tiny child that represented good news of, of great joy for all the people. For this was the king, uh, this was a long-awaited and long-expected Messiah of God's people, Israel. This was the one whom the prophet Isaiah proclaimed would be, as we read earlier, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. The one on whose shoulders all authority shall rest and grow continually. The one who would rule over a kingdom of endless peace, upheld with justice and righteousness from that time onward and forevermore. 
This was the one that the angel Gabriel told Mary would be called Son of the Most High. The child who would be, as the angel described to, to Joseph, Emmanuel. The name that means God is with us. This was the child who was the Word made flesh that has lived among us. He is what Paul described to the Hebrews as the reflection of God's glory, an exact imprint of God's very being. He was the image of the invisible God. He was the light of the world that enlightens all humanity. He was and is the bright morning star. Love divine and love incarnate. The Messiah, the Christ of Christmas, the conqueror of death. The way, the truth, the life. And he's a baby. A tiny, helpless infant who had just been born in a manger of all places. It's amazing to think about it. But most amazing of all is that on this busy night in Bethlehem, this baby, this divine child who would be named Jesus, was born, and yet despite the fact that there's this bright star hanging overhead, and that not far away from where they were, there was this multitude of the heavenly host praising God and singing songs of peace on earth and, and goodwill amongst all people, despite all of this, hardly anybody noticed a few, to be sure. The shepherds, for instance, the one who had experienced something holy and heavenly that night, and who were compelled then to, to go and look for the sign of which they've been told to see this newborn Messiah for themselves. There were also those wise men from the east who were seeking a child who had been born king of the Jews and who were looking to that star to help guide their way. You know, and, and though the scripture really doesn't tell us, there were bound to be others. Maybe the innkeeper. Maybe some guests at the inn who had boarded their animals in that same stable. Maybe the, a faithful few in the neighborhood who had heard news filtering around about this holy birth and were moved by a spirit somehow to go and check it out. Maybe, we don't know. But we also know there weren't many who paid attention or noticed or went to see anything about it. At least at first. Because we also know that in amidst everything else happening that night, there was something else. Something that was silent and holy and divine. Something almost like a song piercing through the world's confusion, its darkness and its sin, doing it as clearly and as unalloyed as love itself, as God himself, God in the guise of a child. And friends, that's why we're here tonight. Why in the middle of all the rest of our celebrations we have come away for a time to, to visit this little manger to see what's happened. To 
to spend a time or two to behold this wonderful holy child. In the words of the hymn from which we've been drawing some inspiration throughout this Advent season, O Holy Night, led by the light of faith serenely beaming, with glowing hearts by his cradle we stand. You know, I dare say there's so much going on around us, all around us right now. Stuff going on at our own homes with our families coming together for the holidays. Joys and concerns and challenges amongst our friends and our neighbors. There's certainly a whole lot going on in the world that encircles us. In ways personal, professional, political, and always perplexing, the world just keeps on spinning, doesn't it? And we cannot help but stay busy in every sense of the word. But tonight, tonight's different. On this night divine, something wonderful is happening. And we need not only to take notice in what's happening, but we also should rejoice. Because what is happening is that God has come to us, dear friends. God comes to us and abides with us. God is with us. For he is Jesus, our Emmanuel. And tonight, by his cradle, we stand in love and adoration. So let's come to the stable now, friends. And let us Give all glory to God in the highest. And may we have each and all a merry and blessed Christmas, friends. Amen and amen. Recorded at our Christmas Eve service at East Church, that's the message entitled, By His Cradle We Stand, 
followed by just a bit of our congregation singing Silent Night. And what else is there to say except to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a happy, peaceful, and blessed New Year. I'm Michael Lowry. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.